This is Lars, the lead support for Maryland. Sam Houston. Eh, he's pleasant. You're listening to the DU Football Show. I am Pleasant Little Spoon, and unfortunately, you and I, our date got canceled for Friday, and we can't hang out and drink. I'm very sad by that, because I like me some Little Spoon. Unlucky. That's, that is riveting, <laughs> Mr. Graham. Well done. I was this looking forward great. to seeing him. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is our resident Elvis impersonator, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how's the bouffant doing today? I feel good. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'll, you know what? I'll give you I'll give you a nine on the effort, but I'll give you one on the talent. Uh. <laughs> well, there's only one Elvis, and he's with the aliens. So, hey, Mr. Graham, you had a succulent Chinese meal. Did you enjoy a bottle of wine? I did. Not the entire bottle because I was on baby duty because, as everyone knows, Carly got in a car accident and mm-hmm. she it, today was no feeling good. Heard. You uh, have had after, um, her accident on Wednesday. So right. you've had beers, right? Yeah. You're drinking whiskey, right? Yeah. Let me see the glass. Show me the glass real quick. I just refilled the glass. Ah, you should probably take a good slug off that. I'm getting there. Getting there is not where I need you to be. I need you to be there, brother. I need you to be there. Because this is a very special night. It's Drunken Transfer Recap, and I need you to be in a certain headspace, my good friend. It's all the reason why we already recorded um, Injury Time. I want to get you nice and lubricated, man. You have a list to read. It's very difficult work well, reading a list. Be, I will be there shortly, don't you worry. I did have a half a bottle of wine and one beer while I was writing the rest of the notes from today's games pre this shit so i've got three open beers right now and i've already had two glasses of whiskey and i'm working on my third okay the so third one was a bit more hefty okay cool so um how many of those beers are empty uh this one's about to be right now that uh boy that's what i like to hear we're recording at the du public house just outside the nation's capital you can check us out on all podcast platforms please be sure to rate subscribe and review and share with a footballing friend uh sam should the people want to chat with us, how do they go about doing it? Uh, they can email or hit us up on social media. Just do it that way. Oh, just do it that way. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's at DU Football Show on all your social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com uh, to get in touch by email. Sorry, that, that uh, last sip of whiskey just hit me. Hit you the right way, huh? Yeah, I've reached the part of responsibility. Or, oh, I've reached the part of drunkenness where I start to feign responsibility, so... Excellent. I am Bucket. trying to find it. We just 
shame on me for not being ahead of the game. We just got a lovely review back in January. Here we go. Very good. All right. So um, I'm assuming this is probably one of our uh, friends from the uh, Fitz from Fulham in the South. Although um, I'm assuming this is like a D&D thing. Unfortunately, it the, the name's a little troublesome. Southern Dragon gave us uh, five Whoa. stars <laughs> and said... This is a great crew, and although they are extremely knowledgeable and experienced fans of English football, they make you feel like you're just chatting at the pub with them. Uh, their rooster is smarter than you, so uh, tune in, enjoy, and you might learn a thing or two. Um, I, the only problem is not a rooster. No, they're <laughs> misgendering my hen. Misgendering your hen. Oh, and said, uh, and we'll certainly well, laugh. Say, that, that cock has no balls, you know what I'm saying? And also said, we'll certainly laugh a bunch, too. So very, very sweet. No uh, appreciate. Yes, I know. <laughs> very much appreciate the uh, the feedback. We love hearing it. Um, negative feedback, too, man. We love we love to hear what people think. Good, bad, or indifferent. We fucking love it. That just do a, We like the interaction. So please, like Sam said, all the uh, yeah, social media sources. Give as much negative feedback as you want. Just make sure you leave five stars. Yeah. Or uh, give as much negative feedback if you want, if you want to be an imaginary person from uh, from uh, the Liverpool region, right? <laughs> That's an old school throwback. <laughs> old school throwback. That's a very big throwback, that. Sam myself both work yeah, in the you, you need fucking, uh, what's the, wait, hold on. What's the guy with Parkinson? Michael J. Fox. Uh -huh. <laughs> you got to be Michael J. Fox to get back to that joke. All right. Well, you know what? I Back to the future is what he's yeah. trying to say. He, look, I create this monster. I'm I understand it it, that he stepped all over me going into the next. It's perfectly fine. This is what we've asked for. This is what we want. So I really get it the fuck well, together, you know, Sam. It's hard, it, it's hard when doorknobs have been licked and we can't be together exactly well you wouldn't have been here tonight anyways you dumbass we like you drunk in your own house we want you to drink responsibly like you're about to say if you'll let me get to the next fucking segment sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep passionate love for all things distilled spirits clearly one more than another tonight uh so as the red-blooded americans we are we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show mr graham we keep the ball rolling on the top 20 list for Whiskey Advocate for 2021. And this is one you are very, very familiar with. And we have drank on this show before. Yes, we have. Uh, I've represented it for six years, maybe. It is Bib and Tucker, six-year-old bourbon, uh, small batch bourbon. Uh, comes in at 92 proof. will run you about 46 bucks. Um, I can tell you from experience... Uh, they are it's probably a four dollar difference in the QDs, so that could run you anywhere between forty six and fifty nine ninety nine, depending mm -hmm. how many cases the account buys. Forty eight um, so when I bought a, it today. Yeah, you're looking at a pretty wide range um, on the pricing for this one. Anyway, they gave it a ninety three, uh, and your uh, blurb, I guess you'd say, comes from David Savona from the uh, the Whiskey Advocates top 20 tasting panel. I uh, said this Tennessee bourbon's packaging has an old school look and name referring to dressing up perhaps in your Sunday's best. So Bibb and Tucker, uh, this is not him now. This is me. Your Bibb and Tucker is your Sunday's best. So think of like a fluffy ascot thing with a bow tie and a jacket, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, um, 
but in reality, it's rather new. First brought to market in 2014, despite its lack of pedigree, at six years old, this lip-smacking whiskey with a color of caramel and an alluring aroma of sweet baking spices, there are bold bracing tannins of cigar box and menthol that ballots out the heavy sweetness of orange jam and long stewed fruit. S-T-E-W-E-D, stewed, long stewed fruit. Uh, intense, tasty, no-nonsense bourbon. Um, I'm going to start off real quick because I've, I've represented this brand for so long. Um, if you don't mind, Sammy. Yeah, please, by all means. I, from a lot of the bourbons we've done on the show, a lot of the bourbons we did on last year's list specifically, most of them, caramel is the overriding um, flavor, right? This for me is the opposite. Vanilla is the big flavor for me in this one. Get a little bit of dried apricot. Get a little bit of those tobacco notes, but not really. It doesn't stand out to me at all. But it's vanilla up front for me is is what I really focus on. And then the caramel is kind of an undertone where most bourbons are caramel big up front and vanilla is kind of just a fleeting, you know, addition. Um so this is I, I kind of refer to this as the backwards bourbon. I, I when I sell it to my accounts, I'm like, this is not like anything you have because it is vanilla up front, big time. Um, I uh, the one thing I'll disagree with you on is I get a lot of tobacco. I get a little bit of that menthol hit as well. I certainly get the fruits that they're talking about. Um, this is just it's a good fucking bourbon, like. This, I mean, for me, this is exactly why you write this list is not to put old fits on it, but to put this on it, because this is a bottle of bourbon that yeah, most people don't know about. Pick up. You've seen a bunch and you don't really know a ton about it. And and it's also for some of honestly, some of the bigger brands kind of oddball stuff to stand out. You know, like, I mean, we're going to get to one with Maker's Mark with their with their cask series like you know, that Knob Creek 12 from last year was a humdinger of a whiskey. Um, and it's just kind of, for, for me, this whiskey kind of emphasizes what the top 20 list is all about, right? It's things like this. It's things like... It's what it's supposed to be. The Milk and Honey from last year, the Israeli single malt that was on the list. It's just the the Mars Iowa, the, which was the um, the essentially an overproofed American bourbon style of Japanese whiskey, like those kind of things. That's what I yep. look for out of this list. And um, some of the whiskeys we've had so far, like, um, like I, I enjoyed the Skyler uh, from, from Andalusia. And I was happy it was on the list because it's kind of an innovative whiskey, right? Oh, the striker, yeah. Yeah, the it yeah, the, the striker, not yeah. Skyler, striker, yes, from Andalusia. And but then like things like you know, again, old fits, as great as old fits was, and I loved drinking it, and I'm glad we bought the bottle. It's a fucking amazing whiskey. It doesn't need to be on the top twenty. This is exactly the whiskey that needs to be on the top twenty. This this is the this yeah, is no, why exactly. you made exactly. this list. I mean, even like the the striker kind of annoys me because it, it's not a national release, right? Right. Um, but we have that a lot. We had that with Chattanooga last this, year. In this magazine, mm-hmm. in the buildup in the article leading up to the top twenty, it says in it, it 
you know, we try to put together a list of accessible shit that nobody really knows about, you right. know, kind of that's part of the blurb. Well, old fits, fuck you. What are you talking about? We're going to get that's to it. We're going to get to it in the top 10 peerless double oaked. You can't get it anywhere and where you can get it. They're gouging you on the prices. We were Absolutely. fortunate enough to get a hundred ml sample is what all we've got of that bottle of whiskey. You know, correct. And so, and what, what we have here with the Bim and Tucker, I'll, I'll be completely honest with everybody right now. I started the year with 297 cases in stock with yeah. my company. We're down to 217. So we've sold 80 cases in about 40 days or so, 45 days, give mm-hmm. or take. With, great. Wonderful. We sold 45 or 85 cases. That's brilliant. But I still have 217 fucking cases. You can still get it. Yeah. And it's one of those because it's so accessible, nobody's price gouging you for it. You may get a dollar or two and and the QD levels, the quantity discounts for those that don't know how this business works. If you buy one bottle, you pay a fuckload more than if you buy 10 cases on most things. Right. So the QD works in a way that there's like a $5 or so difference between bottle one and a six case deal. And it's six six packs. And that $5 difference will reflect in the shelf price. Yeah. So if you go to a store and the guy's got one fucking bottle sitting on the shelf or two fucking bottles sitting on the shelf, and he's, you know, $61.99, he's probably not price gouging you. He's probably just, you know, didn't really believe in it. Right. But if you go to <laughs> Mount Airy, who bought the six case deal last time, you know, he's... You, Forty three ninety nine or forty four ninety nine on the shelf. He's less than their suggested retail, right? And he's still making money on it because of the way that QD works. So just a little insight. Not trying to, you know, blow up our whole spot. But um, this is Sam. This is one of those kind of whiskeys that um, we we've talked about it before. Twenty ninety nine, twenty nine ninety nine and less is something you mix and you can drink all the time, and it doesn't matter. And you let your friends drink it, and who cares? is a weekly bottle. It's a bottle you'll normally consume over a week and you don't feel bad about drinking it and you'll gladly go spend another 40 bucks and think nothing of it. The minute you go over $40, you start to think about it. And the minute you go over $50, it becomes basically a $100 bottle. It doesn't matter if it's $51. It doesn't matter if it's $99 a bottle. It becomes a special occasion whiskey, right? And it's and for those of us who are whiskey collectors, I can tell you this from experience. You look in your cabinet and you have 10 bottles that have this much, just like a, like a couple of drinks worth in it. And you're looking at it going, well, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a special bottle. I can't drink it all. And as you and I have had both of I us have done this before, right yep. we have, we, we specifically do what we call bottle, bottle killer nights where we go in and we go, all right, I got five of these that have got about yay much left. We're drinking them tonight because it's time to make these bottles yep. go away. Um, this is one of those type of bottles for those of yep, you. I got to make room for something else. Yeah. This is one of those kind of bottles for those of you who kind of go, I'm not sure if I want to spend $50 on a bottle. Spend 50 on this bottle. You'll be happy. You'll be very happy. You will like it a lot. Yep. This is if you. Yeah, it, it, if, it's a perfectly serviceable whiskey. Like I said, you've got, for me, a little bit of a backwards um, flavor profile, which you don't normally see in the bourbon, which is nice. Uh, So it is different. It is interesting. 
there's a lot more tobacco. As you said, uh, you're getting a ton of tobacco. I didn't get a, a boatload of tobacco mm. off of it, um, but, but I also do. Bottle smoke. art's different. It has so a you, very Old West feel to it. It's 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 a fun bottle. Yeah. Is it going to change yeah, the world? And, and, no. And the bottle's beautiful, by the way. Yeah. It, it's all The bottle's also gorgeous. It's all X-glass. Um, with the name, you know, embossed right there mm. into the into the glass. It's unassuming. I mean, it's it's a white tablecloth looking whiskey, um, while still retaining its kind of Midwest feel. Yeah, is it gonna change the world? No, but is it really fun to drink? Yeah, absolutely. And Fuck that's yeah. no, absolutely. And that's, it is. This is exactly. I don't. Get, I really don't understand everybody that slags this whiskey off, and yeah. there are a fair few that do. I'm I'm part of a few bourbon. Uh, groups online that, well, I can't believe Bim and Tucker made the list. Well, cunt, dude, what's the list supposed to be? Right. Read what the list is supposed to be. This is exactly what the list is made for. Yep. Yep. You know, Absolutely. It's, it's really annoying. I, I will just throw in a quick caveat because you mentioned that lower tier of whiskey that the mm-hmm. everyday sippers or mixers, and there is nothing better than Evan Williams 1783. Yep. Evan Williams 1783 Every is day, great. 17 bucks for a 750. On the shelf. Checks Retail. all the spots. Checks all the boxes. You can put it over ice. It's fine. Is it going to knock your <laughs> socks off? No. Is it going to let you unwind from a long day of work? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you could also pour a two liter of ginger ale into a vat and a whole fifth of, of that, and you're not going to feel bad when you only have two drinks of it. Well, and before you tell us the most important thing we're supposed to do, I just want to say the other key thing about that is I'm Evan Williams. Sam, what else should we do? Uh, drink responsibly unless you need to read a list. <laughs> All righty, kids, let's get into it. I'll tell you what, man, the midweek did not disappoint. We had some fireworks with 11 goals in just two matches. Aston Villa 3, Leeds United 3, Southampton 3, Tottenham Hotspur 2. Um. Villa leads. What a fucking match. Oh my God. Lordy, it was hot. So the first the first line of my notes, I just wrote holy shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dan James obviously opened the scoring with a very good finish. Uh, it was a little fortunate, but it was fucking delightful. Um nutmegging injury consa. Uh, it was it was delicious. He then rattled the crossbar after a pretty special counterattack, mm-hmm. um, but didn't score. Mings could have equalized um, just before halftime as well, uh, but it wasn't to be. Coutinho did equalize from a very composed finish uh, after kind of a frenetic interchange in the box after a cross. Yeah, almost, uh, that was almost, from as cash. Perfect, almost as perfect as uh, as uh, James's. Though, like those first two goals, you're just like, what are you supposed to do as a goalie? Like you see it late, yeah. it's in the corner. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're fully extended, there's no way you're fucking getting it. Like you can't look at Meslier or Martinez and go, "Ah, you're at fault there." No, no, no. Those were perfect. No, you're right, and, and I I will say just as kind of a precursor and and predecessor to what's to come, um, uh, a foreshadowing, if you will. Mm. Uh, this game was the antithesis to your game. Oh, I know mine was <laughs> where the first two goals were exciting. They're fuck. I can't wait to see what comes next. And your first two were like the opening act of the fucking Ringling Brothers. <laughs> uh, own goal. Minute later, 
own goal. Own goal. <laughs> oh, that's Please, sad. Yes, we'll, talk, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it when we get there. We'll Please continue. We get there. I just, I have to make that comparison because it's very fucking funny. Um, uh, but Coutinho turned provider, obviously, with a, a fucking amazing through ball. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if y'all noticed this, but during <laughs> that that run of play, when he dropped his shoulder and cut back onto his right foot, three, maybe four Villa players, or uh, uh, Leeds players, rather, were taken completely out of the fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. They took two, two, three steps before they realized what the fuck was going on. It was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was this, this just beautiful, like, I mean, you, I thought he was going to just start dancing. He's Brazilian. Yeah. It was, he just did this drop of the shoulder and everyone's like, Yep, <laughs> it was nuts. It, it, it just completely spread the sea like Moses, and and fucking and and uh, and picked Ramsey out. It was absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Gotta tell you, um, two of them proved to be a formidable pair. Mr. Graham, you're gonna go ahead and continue to talk about the goals, but I just want to say, I am always a fan when there's two braces. And it's from each side of the of the field. Yeah, I always love seeing like like if it's a two two draw, a four four draw, a three three draw, where both teams have someone who has a brace. Where you're just like, oh, not just one person fancied themselves a winner today. Uh-huh. Two did. Like they were just going to get it done. Yeah. Yes, both of them gave a fuck. Absolutely. Um, and I've now I'm nicknaming because Villa fucks. I'm nicknaming Coutinho Coochie. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Just to let you know, like, you know gotta find out if HR approves there for the next sentence because Coochie uh, found Rambo again not long after with a great pass, um, and the youngster finished with a plump. Uh-huh. Uh, Tyrone Mings, though, we have oh. to get on to Tyrone Mings. Should be fucking ashamed of himself. Oh, uh, he's got issues Dan right James, now. Uh, got on his hoverboard mm-hmm. and somehow made up a foot and a half difference. To head home. Let's say the last time I check, I think I think uh, Daniel James is like you know a whole foot smaller than Little Spoon. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That one fell Pretty flat. Was, <laughs> you know what? Not, not all the jokes are gonna work, kids. I think not I might all the leave, jokes are gonna work. I might leave the crickets in on that one. <laughs> Please, by all means, go right ahead. That one fell flat. I'm I'm the, willing uh, to admit my faults. <laughs> moving on. Uh, and then uh, Urente finished uh, with a well-taken shot from a corner, um, and Villa were pegged back. Uh, the draw seemed pretty fair, to be honest. Both oh, yeah. teams had a go at it. Um, but Kansa did his very best to make it interesting. Uh, I um, have written right uh, here, Kansa, what are you yeah, fucking what the thinking? the fuck was that, coming out and elbowing well, the goalie? I, I think I, I tried. To, I think I tried to make a Lord of the Rings joke, but I just didn't finish it on my well, notes. Both both yellow cards. The first one where he wraps his arm around uh, the player and then kind of mm-hmm. throws himself on the ground to make it look like he got thrown. It was like, oh, dude, come on, man. That was mm-hmm. that was a bad it one. Might and have then been a Sonic the Hedgehog joke. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the but the, really. And has no hair, so I don't know why I would have said that. Yeah. I said uh, what I wrote down was Kansa made it really interesting late on by gathering cards like rings. Hmm. Yeah, 
No. Yeah, that's um we should move on from that one I was too. pretty drunk when I was writing these. Oh that's good, not- good, good. Well I need you <laughs> I need you drunker now, so you should probably have a sip of whiskey. Um yeah, the elbow to Meslier, it's like it's stupid. Well, I mean Everybody will walk in front of a keeper to try to, you know, slow them up because you don't want them to make the fast transition. Like, why'd now you throw the elbow? We tackle him like Robbie Savage. Hey, well, and also you're you're six foot uh, a thousand, and he's you know <laughs> a goalie, and he's and he's slight too. Like Meslier's a younger yeah. guy, and he's a little slight. Like he's you're like a, a giant. Just stand in his kid. way. Just stand in his way. You don't have to throw an elbow. You're just you're fucking Edric Kanza. You're fucking huge. Just stand in front of him. That's all you had to do. <laughs> and, and he was like, well, "Nah, you, fucking you, elbow." If you remember him. the episode of Seinfeld, if you remember the episode of Seinfeld where Kramer had on the. Uh, those really tight pants that mm-hmm. he couldn't get off for three days. Yes. And he said he looked like a taut Swedish boy. <laughs> I think those pants would probably fit Meslier properly. Yeah, heard. Very good. That's how small Meslier is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, easy. So why you're trying to rugby tackle... Well, just throwing the arm in his face. It was just just dumb. Unnecessary. Fucking lucky we didn't lose from that. Yeah, because you could have because the way leads were playing. Oh, it was so close. Which leads me to my uh, last question, Sam, before we go into the next match. Wait till later, Mel. We have another dumbass red card that almost cost a game. Um, Now, (laughs) my question for you here, uh, Sam, um, are leads starting to look like themselves again? Because it kind of feels like they are. Yes, they are. And the reason they are is because they're healthy. Yeah. Uh, Rafinha's back. They're starting to be able to stretch teams again. Um, they're creating the gaps that they need to to pass through, to move through um, for that, that high-energy counterattacking style of football they play. Um, I mean, even when they have the ball, they do create chances as well. They're, they're not like Leicester. They are a proper, uh, a proper side. Uh, not not that Leicester aren't, but Leicester right. do a very counterattacking. That's it. Um, Leeds do both and do both very well. But they also – it's high energy, it's high press, it's high intensity, and they do leave gaps open at the back. So if they don't take their chances, they get fucked big Bird. time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, now with, with everybody being fit, Stuart Dallas, uh, uh, Rafinha, Dan James, now you've got all the pace up front that you need. Um, you got everything, all the tools that you need to play that style, and and we're starting to see Leeds do what they did last season a bit. All right, so moving on to the next match, this game could have been four to two Saints at the halftime. Larice made a couple of great saves. One went off the post, and also, uh, not to be undone, Forster made an amazing dead to rights one on one save. Uh, right at the start of the match mm-hmm. as well. So this, it ended 1-1 at the first half. It could have easily been 4-2. And the one major thing to note about that was Southampton was fully in control. At Tottenham, Southampton oh, yeah. was 1,000% in control. Absolutely. Southampton were great value for money in this game. Um, they absolutely took it to Spurs. There was there was no question about that. They were unlucky to find themselves 2-0 down so late in the game. Um, but they did believe in themselves and just about got it over the line in the end. Uh, there was nothing short, in my opinion, of what they deserved out of this game. Um, uh, Hugo Lloris stood on his head. Uh, I think I wrote it here. Uh, there it is. Um, 
Southampton outshot Spurs 23 to 8 overall. Wow. And the on target total was 10 to 3. Jesus. Yeah. Um, if if Southampton can continue to do shit like this and then find a little bit more consistency game by game. They're top 10 a team. 30, a, thir- a 30% strike rate is pretty fucking good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If they can find that consistency a little bit more, they're they're going to be well safe. Yeah. Not even a fucking question about it, uh, I think. Um, they just have to do that. James Ward-Prowse. Every single dead ball was a threat. He yep. was on fucking form. The and Spurs looked is, nervous. And, yo, yeah, and the, the the problem with that is, and we'll again we'll talk about this in your game. Kieran Trippier, every dead ball is fucking dangerous, and he can also defend. Right. So that's why James Ward Prowse is not in the England squad. Right, cause because he can't defend. Well, he's it's a he's a one trick pony, right. right? It's a very good trick. It's a trick I like to see all the time. It's a trick I wish I had on my team, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But Kieran Trippier could do two tricks. You know um, what I'm saying? Like, so it, it's just that it was it was awesome. I mean, you know, South Southampton <laughs> dominated the game. They had better possession. They now Spurs to to their credit too. They had two goals disallowed. The second goal that they did score that was given probably shouldn't have been given. That's exactly what I wanted to get to was the the Son goal. Um, I'm not going to debate that it was a foul or not because I think it was two guys going after the ball. That's perfectly fine. Um, but he gets elbowed in the back of the head and then the defensive player falls on his head with the entirety of his body. I think thought that a head injury was immediately supposed to be blown whistle yep. check him out oh that that's that's right when the person that has the head injury has a southampton logo over his heart it doesn't fucking matter that's what it is that doesn't fucking yep. matter because if it was no, that, liverpool exactly like. or tottenham right. or manchester united we'd care about that head injury and that goal I'm I'm glad to see that that Tottenham ended up later on having a goal getting disallowed for offsides because it was like okay you know what soccer gods got it right because that second goal should have never fucking counted because a guy was on in and even after the goal after they were fucking celebrating you saw him still at in the background of Son all the way up front celebrating all the way in the background you could still see the player on the fucking ground like like. Yeah. It's a head injury. If you make the rule that a head injury is an automatic stoppage of play when somebody has an entire body fall on their head, I don't know. Maybe stop play? Maybe? Yeah, and you know the satirical answer to that is, right? Please. <laughs> Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. I said it was the satirical answer. I said that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just following Saturday, it up for you. Satire, satire. I'm joking. Fucking get jabbed. Do it. I mean, I got jabbed and I got documents and I've got lots of stories I could go to there, killer. Lots of stories I could I go boosted. to. I got boosted today. I mean, what one one might think that uh, the globalist deep state um, maybe, 
maybe had a producer, a producer that maybe, just maybe, gave this host COVID, maybe, just to try, try to silence him. I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. Just, just It's a thought. It's Saturday. I'm just saying. Just, just, just a thought. If you really had a VAR microchip in your vax, it would have caught you doing so many things by now. <laughs> Very true. I'm, I'm a disgusting human being. Anywho. Um, <laughs> That's probably true. Having a wee wink when the bidet hits him. <laughs> I mean, it does hit the right spots. The bottom of the table had a ton of big games as Newcastle finally drags itself out of the uh, bottom of the table and an unsuspecting club finds itself now in the mix. Newcastle 3, Everton 1, West Ham 1, Watford 0, Burnley 1, Manchester United 1, Norwich 1, Palace 1. Um... The Toffees looked tired and intimidated by St. James. They looked scared. Now, I, they looked scared. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you have some shit to say, so I'm going to just get out what I need to get out. Mm-hmm. And then I'll let you rant and do what you want to do. The This game, to me, was two teams that were exhausted, in my opinion, but two teams that needed it. So they went after it, right? And you know how uh, – you remember the movie The Replacements with Keanu Reeves? Yes. And they're in the team meeting, and he describes the quicksand scenario where you think everything's okay, and you fight, and you fight, and you fight, but the fighting actually is hurting things. You're trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, that, I think, is what happened in the first 20 minutes of this game. Wild ass start, and then shit. Everybody's got chances. Everybody's doing stuff. We're all helter skelter. Everybody's going nuts, but we're all exhausted, so we're not really super focused. Open the game with two own goals. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> just like wait, what? What the fuck? Two, what? two no, Sam, not just two own goals. Two own goals a minute apart. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. the most perfect from- game. The most perfect game of um of ping pong ever. Which is like. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking weird. So that the the goals themselves happened late in the first half, but the 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 opening twenty minutes for me were just like, what the fuck is happening? And everybody was just going nuts, right? They come out from halftime. Everybody's calm. They looked a little bit better. Both teams looked a little bit better. They looked like they they calmed down. They were trying to you know play within themselves and play to the system that was meant to be played. Uh, as the game opened, Ryan Frazier, though, scored off of one of the best solo runs from Alan St. Maximum that mm-hmm. he's had since he's been at Newcastle, period. That was fucking brilliant, what he did. And the cross was amazing. That was excellent shit from ASM. Um, and it's amazing to see what happens when he starts to trust the people around him and actually play the ball to them. Yeah. Uh, from from that perspective. And then obviously, Kieran Trippia, like I said, th- this is the reason James Ward-Prowse isn't in the team. You have Kieran Trippia and you have Trent Alexander-Arnold. Both of them are excellent at dead ball situation. 
so they may be they may be one B and one C to his one A, but they do everything else a lot better than he does. So you don't need to have them out there. Well, it's just unfortunate. It, it, it's like the the Wayne Bridge problem, right? Back right. in the day, the left back. When you're going up against Ashley Cole, you know, like, what are you – sorry, bud. It's Leighton Baines. It's that, you know, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? You've got Wayne Bridge and Ashley Cole in front of you. Like, yeah, well, except sorry. For, except for Leighton Baines had better numbers than both of them, but that's okay. I won't get into that. Big six conspiracy um, Patriots. You need to go to the drip shack right now and support the fight for freedom. That's all I'm telling you. You got to do it right now. Go ahead, Sam. The, uh, I think Newcastle have turned a corner getting two wins in a row. Mm-hmm. I think the two weeks in Saudi Arabia did them well or scared them into doing well. One of the two, not sure. <laughs> not speculate. Um, but I do think a corner has been turned. Uh, I think they are staying up. And when they stay up, it's a bit scary because they can fucking afford any footballer on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not Eddie Howe was the man to get them to gel once they do afford every footballer <laughs> on the planet, I don't know. Yeah. Um, seems a likable guy. Everybody that's played for him seems to be on side about, uh, about him in particular. Um, they're going to be high-profile players that are skeptical, but I, I think next season Newcastle will be challenging for European places. It might be Europa League, might be like a, you know, a sixth-place finish. But after twenty years of, you know, minus one or two in the championship, last twenty years of being fourteenth, yeah. Um, I think it's a massive improvement. I think they've got the right way to go. They now signed Brighton's uh, director of football operations, so they have a sporting director now, uh, and a very good one. They also bought Dane Byrne in the same deal off of Brighton. Uh, So it's going to be fucking interesting what they do. They scare me. Conversely, you make me fucking nervous. Yeah, fair enough. Um, uh, real quick, because we got to keep this going. We're going to we're pontificating way too much. Um, well, the rest of this shit is nothing. So I just yeah. I want to hear about your club. I really do. Um, what do you do? Are you dragged into this? Are you fully engulfed in a relegation battle now? Uh, I think we will. Once we get our games in hand, we'll be out of it. I I do not. I, but as of right now, in this moment, absolutely, we're in it. We're in it. Uh, Leeds now becomes a must win. Unfortunately, at home, Leeds becomes a must win. And then right after that, what was supposed to be the easy part of the schedule before we played Manchester City now becomes tough because Leeds looks good, Southampton looks good, and then we have to play Man City. Now it suddenly becomes a lot t- a lot tougher. Yep. But it's uh, there's a few thoughts. Uh, third goal with Trippia is great of a shot as it was. That is near post over the wall. Pickford, you have to do fucking better. You do not give up that goal. The wall is supposed to be there to help you stop it. So either you didn't set the wall properly or you didn't get to the post in time. Period. End of discussion. As far as keeper goes, that's on you. That is 1,000% on you because you did one of two things wrong and it's you who did it wrong, not the people around you who did it wrong. Um, 
other big thing is there's a lot of people losing their shit over Deli Alley. And it's like, they're like, oh, he lost the ball a ton. He lost the ball for the second goal. And he's, he's just lazy. And, and he hasn't played all of about like six matches this entire season so far for Tottenham. He gets put into a match in the fuck, like the 17th minute of the game to have to then play an entire match that he's not ready to play with a bunch of players he hasn't had to fucking play with yet. And the thing with with within that is, is what is he going to do? He's going to revert back to what he knows, which is keep the ball on my foot and try to try to create something. So he tries to go and do that, and it just doesn't fucking work out well. He should have never been out there for that long anyways. Um, I like what I saw with Frank in both of these matches. The problem was is Frank tried to burn the candle at both ends by playing a lot of these guys played in the FA Cup match, and they flat out looked exhausted in this match. Hopefully, um, Myelenko had uh, had a false positive and should be able to come back and play, and we don't have to play Andrus fucking Towson at fucking left wing back, which will be which would be better. Um, I think that I'm not fully sold that leads are completely out of the uh, woods yet, and I think that they're also experiencing a little bit of fatigue as well. And I think that. I think that Everton's going to be fine. I feel very confident in that. So with that, I need to do my shot, and we need to get through these fucking matches. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, like I said, I don't want you to get relegated. The league is better for having you there. You're one of the clubs that founded the fucking league. I didn't want to see Villa go down last time they went down either. You know what I mean? I I just... but you are now fully engulfed in a relegation battle, yeah. you know, and we, the old cliche, you would rather have points on a fucking board than True. games in hand. True. Fair enough. And now the one thing I will say about this season in particular is the game in hand may allow you to get healthy enough to deal with it. Um, well, and our games in hand are uh, Burnley and Leicester. Which neither team right. is particularly informed. My games informed. in hand are fucking Chelsea and Spurs. <laughs> yeah, so have fun with that one. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Brilliant. Uh, West Ham and Watford. Uh, it is clear, Roy Boy. I do not think is going to be able to fix and save Watford. Not this season. I think Watford are looking like yeah, a team. Yeah, I'm defeated. starting to agree with you. I thought I, I would see a little bit more from them by now, um, but I don't. Um. It's it's troublesome. It really is. I mean, West Ham didn't play particularly good in this game. They did enough to get over the line, obviously. Well, which um, is exactly what you need to do. Yeah, but early, early enough, Watford had a, a fair amount of chances. They did only manage of all of their chances throughout the game, but they had four or five in the opening stages, only managed to get one on target. Um. That's just not good enough. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but West Ham dominated possession. Uh, I, I do quickly, just as a defender. Um, also, Ben Foster was on form. He played very well. Just shout out to the goalkeeper. Jesus. I, uh, for, I don't think it was you. I don't think it was. I thought. I don't think it was Foster. I think it was the other guy. I think it was the. No, it was Foster. Played. It was Foster in this one. Okay. No, it was Norwich yeah. where it was not cruel. It was the other. It was Correct. the other keeper. Yeah. 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 My apologies. But uh, and I he do, also I, had I a hell of a match too. Mention that that Declan Rice tackle. 
as a former defensive midfielder turned center back, more mobile even now after not moving for two fucking years, more mobile than Eric Dyer, just want to say. (laughs) Heard. Um, Declan Rice, and you can see him begin to bust a gut when you watch the highlights. They had it from the backing angle, right? Like looking down towards the West Ham goal. When that ball gets played through and he sees the player run beyond on the overlap, he fucking starts to bust a gut and gets back with a phenomenal fucking tackle that pops out at the edge of the 18 to Kurt Zoomer, whoever it was, um, at the edge of the 18. That And they had all the time and space in the world to turn, to, to begin the next attack. What a fucking tackle that was! And it was oh, that got me fucking cock hard. Well, that's that's what a defensive midfielder does, and a lot of people overlook that all the time. Um, And of course, very quietly now, the Irons find themselves back in the Champions League spot again. Very quietly, just slide right back in. Um, Man, you you got Burnley. That's all there is to it. You got fucking Burnley. You went into Turf Moor and they went, okay, we're going to ugly it up. Fuck you. You know, we're just going to make it really ugly. And it worked to a T. And it was, it was one of those points won by the lesser side. This is the bottom team in the league. And that was a point one, not a point earned, not a, they got a draw. That was a point one. That was a victory. That point. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, United dominated most of the game. They took the lead. Um, Varane was the judge to be offside just before that, obviously. Uh, so they really could have been, should have been 2 nil up, but he couldn't check his run. Um, Pogba had the most difficult chance the entire game, and that's actually the one that came off, to be honest. Uh, right. He finished very well. But United, we're seeing this time and time again, just wasting chance after chance after chance after chance. And when you have somebody like Cavani and somebody like Ronaldo who didn't start the game, when you have players like this, you should be scoring fucking goals. You should be scoring fucking goals. And they're just not doing it. They're just not fucking doing it. So they got Burnley. Um, I, the, the new signing from Burnley, uh, uh, Venkhurst, what a, what a pass. Yep. Well, and he Which actually six, six foot five frame or six foot four frame, whatever he is, to uh, and turn and, and held both players off, and then had the audacity <laughs> to play a reverse ball as a big man. I mean, as, as Peter Crouch smoked meth and saw the world in a different way, he might have been able to do that type of shit when he was playing. Heard <laughs> the uh, uh, stat boy brought this up to uh, to me. You sell Chris Wood for twenty five million to turn around, and you get this guy who's more skilled and playing at a better level when he was with Wolfsburg for half the money, like a smart yeah. little bit. We got him for 12 mil. Like what a great little piece of business, you know, Dude, you, you a, sold a high and you bought low. Yeah. And I told you on Monday when I, w- I was excited, you were talking about picking him up for your fantasy. Team oh, I did. Yep. When I, I told you about this guy, I mean his stats on paper in the Bundesliga, obviously different league. You know he's got to settle in. He's got to get used to, you know, middle UK type shit. But 
I mean, on paper, he is a better striker than Chris Wood, and they profited $13 million over the course of the two deals. It, it's fantastic business. Um, but they played an absolute blinder there. They absolutely they, they 100% did. Uh, so Norwich and Palace, uh, Pookie scores in the first minute and honestly should have had a second within 10. Yeah, no shit. Absolutely should have. Um, but he didn't. And then Palace grew into the game and started to turn a screw. And that was always going to happen. And Norwich fell off. Uh, Zaha provided the moment for, for, for Palace. What a fucking phenomenal shot that was. I have two sentences here, Sam. What a goal from Wilf. And what a mil- miss by mil- by Wilf. Sorry, by Milf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, great goal, incredible fuck up. Like, Let me tell you something. Milfs never miss. Heard Milfs never miss. <laughs> That's Milf's a show title. <laughs> oh man! But fucking Wilf, Wilf Zaha. What? What? You, you get both sides of him, right? Uh, what a phenomenal shot that was! It was brilliant. The penalty, not necessarily his fault, but at the same time, he didn't slip that much. It wasn't like Beckham against uh, whoever it was uh, for England when he actually fell over. I mean, Wilf slipped, what, inch and a half, two inches? Yeah. And that ball dribbled out of bounds. Yeah, it was horrid. It was running out of gas. It was pitiful. Two yards wide of the post as well? Come on, man. Yeah. We we saw, who was it a couple weeks ago? Steven Bergvine or somebody that, like, lost their still. No, it wasn't Bergvine. But two weeks ago, maybe, three weeks ago, season weeks, not calendar week, where we saw two people lose their footing outside the box. I think it might have been ASM and James Ward-Prowse or somebody else mm-hmm. lost their footing shooting from 20 yards out and put it in the upper 90s still. Right. This is still one of the funniest things I've ever watched in my life. And I know it's not his fault. He slipped. I get it. No problem. I'm not blaming him for missing the penalty. Still fucking hysterical. Absolutely Um, fucking hysterical. Yeah, it's... uh, This is probably a match that Palace should have won. And I think when they look back and they go, ah, we finished in 11th and not in 10th, this is exactly the game they're going to look at and go, fuck. Running out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Manchester City 2, Brentford 0, Liverpool 2, Leicester 0, Arsenal 1, Wolverhampton 0. Um, it took some work for City, but City ultimately found their way. Yeah, they they dominated the game, though. Um, Brentford really didn't have a sniff. It wasn't as exciting as the first game they played against them. Um, they were really just holding them off from the uh, from the off of the game. Uh, they did survive though until the 38th minute or so, uh, when City won a penalty, um, and Mares got over his Afcon woes, uh, missing a penalty, and he finished well. A um, couple more chances here or there, but um, that was really it. De Bruyne tucked home a chance late on after some helter skelter mm. in the box stuff. For me, the big one. Good. For me, the big one in this is is I felt like Brentford. Ex- expended energy on a game they didn't need to expend energy on. You knew you were going to lose yeah, this one. So so what does it matter if it's 5 nothing or 2 nothing? The moral victory? Well, those, like, that goal differential is worth another point. 
you know, at the at the end of the season if you're dragged into that battle. Yeah, but Something got... that you'll become very familiar with in the next few weeks, I'd imagine. Yeah, I hear you. Um, but I also feel like they have a potentially winnable game this weekend that they should probably have maybe, you know, focused a little more attention on personally. With, with Palace, I think that's more the game you could go get a point out of versus city where you know you're going to lose. So why really like, great. So you lost two, nothing instead of five, nothing. But if you lose to palace, that two, nothing means nothing. It really does. Yeah. Um, Fox is kind of kept it close because Schmeichel made a decent amount of saves, but this game was never in doubt. It was the Reds all the way, the entire time. You could just yeah. Lester, Lester offered very little in this game going forward. It was bad, to be honest. Like I said, I bring make Lester fun again. Can we make one of those hats uh, in blue, please? Um, they had just one shot on target from five overall. Liverpool controlled everything, and they really could have had more uh, if it wasn't for Schmeichel. Um, there was 11 shots on goal from 22 overall from Liverpool. Jota got both of the goals either side of halftime. But there wasn't really a, a super amount in this for me in this game. It, it was kind of boring, to be honest, um, uh, from something that, that promised so much. Uh Everyone looked exhausted. You said the the, the African players in, in, in Salah and Mane, when they came on, looked tired. Salah had that one run when he got fucking absolutely wiped out by um, one of lesser center backs. Oh, um, uh, I think it was I a Marty. It was. it was a Marty. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, but everybody looked exhausted in this game, to be honest. And and really, the European-based players in Leicester's side have no reason to to be that way. They just had two weeks off, really. Right. All right. they had to do was train. Um, so it's just it's a very strange game uh, for me. It, it promised so, so much. And, and Liverpool just absolutely took it to them. And, uh, and I, I thought this was, coming into it, one of the most exciting games of the midweek. And it just it disappointed the fuck out of me. All right. So let's get into the last one. And uh, I know you would love to pontificate, but we got to keep it short because you got a list to fucking read, dumbass. Um, nice, tidy win for your boys, man. And uh, that was absolutely not a foul for Gabrielle's goal. Not a foul. It was a 50-50 ball. Lacazette was going for the ball. The keeper saw threw himself into it. Not a foul. And there were some people who were yeah. like, oh, it's a foul. It's a foul. No, no. It was a 50-50 ball. No, this, is, this was the same kind of situation I said about Mope uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was at the book of my brother. Um, uh, when who I can't remember who it was, but their keeper grabbed the ball and dove into Neil Mope's thigh. Right. And uh, it, it, Same sort of situation, but Jose Saad didn't have control of the ball. You know, it, it was absolutely not a foul, much like the other one wasn't either. I said the uh, the beginning of the game was very even. Uh, both teams had kind of half chances uh, pretty quickly. Um, they dealt with everything well enough, and it would have been pretty hard to pick a winner, to be honest, uh, after about 25 minutes. Um, but then Gabriel reacted well, uh, poked home after Sa's mistake, coming out on the lock of his which we just talked about. Uh, for no real reason, uh, to be fair, because his body shape uh, 
didn't look like he was going to shoot, to be honest. Um, after that goal, though, Arsenal continued to grow in stature, and they were pretty well in control until uh, Martinelli imagined himself as Ladainley and Tomlinson and uh, stiff-armed somebody that was throwing in the ball and then chased down immediately after the player he threw the ball into and shoulder-barged him in the back yeah. and picked up two yellows with no break in play in a matter of six seconds yeah. and got sent off. Fucking, he's young, I get it, fucking jackass. Yeah. What are you doing? There is no reason to confront the person throwing the ball in at all. At all. Just get back. You're fast. You have pace. Who cares if they have a counterattack? You're going to get there. It's not Adama Traore you're chasing. He's fucked off to Barcelona. Just get there. Well, especially and considering he, with the with throw-ins, it, there's actually a, a, a statistical fact that goes along with it that the team that throws in the ball loses possession of the ball 90% of the time. Because yeah. normally it's a short Just, throw in that gets touched back to the guy who throws the ball in. And what happens? He normally loses the ball. Exactly. So, idiot. Anyway, but besides the point, um, the, the red card happened. Can't change it. Uh, but it was another great display of focus, determination, and commitment. Um, and Arsenal survived. It's Ramsdale a team. was huge again. Rob Holden came in, made a couple of vital interceptions. Gabrielle did very well. Ben White did very well. Both of them also walking over and giving their jerseys to a couple of kids uh, in the away end after the game. So it was just it was lovely to see. And Ramsdale <laughs> was fucking phenomenal again. So what can you do? Good stuff. It's a team that is directly competing with you for European spots. Between, mm -hmm. I know you're fighting more for Champions League, but you could be in Europa. You could be in the conference. Everybody gets a handshake league tournament cup. and But they are right there too. And you need to be very aware of them. And you made separation between you and them today. Absolutely. This That's is, what this needed is to a happen. Massive six pointer for that situation. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. So, and, uh, you know, for, for Arsenal, you're, you're moving in the right direction. It's just keep moving up. Sure money. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is the point in which we make bets to make sure you make good bets. Um, ironically, because we actually kind of suck at betting. I'm down 707, I think you said, Sammy. Is that right? Uh, actually, I'm going to get into that. No, that's you are down 707 because yeah, you yeah. didn't do your math. And so I Me, went back and did correct. it for you. All right. Yeah, so I'm down 707, which shows you how good we are. And I'm mm. actually winning right now. Um, um, as we stand this moment, I'm winning right now. And I'm down $707. Right. So, uh, I'm going to save my bet to the end like usual, but um, just please take what we say as gospel. Go to the casino. Bet the fucking thing. Make sure you bet it legally. We're going to win you money. We promise. Except we don't. So, Sammy, go ahead. Let's see what you got. This Unless week. you've been listening to me for the last fucking four weeks because daddy is on a fucking burner. Uh, Liverpool hit my parlay with the 2 nothing win over the Foxes. I said it was going to be 
Foxes weren't going to score. It was going to be under three and a half goals with Liverpool to win. Won me $222. And now I am only down $974. Sam's Lock of the Week. Mr. Graham, I love round numbers 20% of the time. It works 100% of the time. Can you hear him? I still don't know how you drag that back. Hey, hey, hey. Can you hear that? It's the no. footsteps right behind you, right behind you, killer. Because this week, when this bet hits and yours misses, guess who's going to be in the lead? Yours fucking truly. I'm doing it again, Sammy. Liverpool to beat Burnley, most solid to score, and over three and a half goals total will win me $249. You better hit your bet, kid, or else I'm in the fucking lead. No, nah, that's where you fucked up, mate. Mm-hmm. Over three and a half goals at Burnley. Yep. You're fucked. Burnley shite. Nah. Nah. All right. Um, it's it's really late for our friend Pat. So he sent in an email and I have it. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick it a week. And I quote. Well, down 790 now after Tuesday's loss when Pierre screwed Manchester United out of a win. Didn't screw him. No, he got burned. It's a real thing. Yeah, it he was got burned. <laughs> he, he fucking cheated. So disallowed the goal. Fine. Uh, so this weekend, I'll do a Saturday, Sunday, two game parlay, both bets being plus money for a big payout. Uh, just like all the commercials for online sports books. Because according to Drew Brees and J.B. Smooth, no one loses a gambling on sports. So I'll take Manchester City at minus two and a half goals for plus 130. And the Wolves over Tottenham for plus 480 on a $110 bet that'll pay out 1357 Swinging. Happy Super Bowl Sunday to you guys. And hey, 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 hey. Big game Sunday. Big game Sunday. Big game Sunday. Not anything superhero-y. That Sunday's not going to be anything super. It's just going to be really, really big. Big game. Big game, Sam. You know this. You work in the business. Got to pay for those words. you're right. Got to pay for those two words together. The college graduate bowl. I forgot. Heard. (laughs) Uh, P.S. A return. uh, They might not have graduated, to be honest. Uh, a return on the opening kick. Uh, P- oh, P.S. A return on the opening kickoff at the college graduate, maybe didn't bowl, is plus one thirty. It's my guaranteed prop bet of the game, and not for a TD, just a return of any kind. It's saying that the opening kick, they receive it and run out of the end zone with it. I, I like that I, one. I, I like that. that one. I think a I think a kicker will be nervous. He won't kick it as strong. He won't kick it out of the end zone. And if I that might ball take that with in, a Leeds win on the parlay. <laughs> heard. Very good. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, so that's your that bet, was killer. That situation. Here's what I got going on right now, and here's where I think I've got two things that are a little toss up. I got three things that I think are guaranteed. I got Manchester United and South, uh, Southampton to draw. Southampton mm-hmm. uh, to draw, right? They're going to tie 1-1, I think. Uh, the 1-1 part's not in the bet, though. 
Man U and Southampton to draw. Leeds to beat Everton. Mm-hmm. Liverpool to beat Burnley and City over Norwich. In that game in particular, City over Norwich, there will be over three and a half goals in the game total. Okay. Between the two sides. I have those odds at plus $3,584. You're going to be so bitter when Everton wins. Not good gambling. No, not at all. I think that is very good gambling. And I think I might actually put, you know what? I might put 50 bucks on that bet when I go to the casino tomorrow. And <sighs> well, that not guarantees a loss. Because you've got the old vid one niner. Yeah, that guarantees a loss. Absolutely a loss. You know what, Sam? Um, this segment's probably run a little bit longer than it should have, but you know what's going to save well, it? Well, you filled me full of booze, you cunt. Yeah, I know. What's going to save it? A fucking chicken. Well, Kitty hit big for her sister Gertrude and is sitting at 12 and 8. So this week, I gave Kitty Watford hosting Brighton. And so Kitty quickly pulled up her TikTok to show me. She has a TikTok? Of course she has a TikTok. She knows how to work it better than I do? Fuck. I mean, she's got all of, she's even got surround sun up in the coop. Gotta keep up with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she showed me a video of her stitching a video. Do you know how to do that, Sam? Not yet, no. The chicken will show you. Okay, good. Uh, Showed me her stitching a video with I'm a seagull, go fuck yourself, bird. No shit. Yeah. Her Uh, doing the whole thing, running, grabbing the chips and running out. Oh, yeah. It was great. Uh, Did you help her with that? I I had nothing to do with it. I think think Penelope was her side piece on it, though. Uh, So uh, she tagged it hashtag Valentine's Day, hashtag Sophie breakup challenge, hashtag Ask Team USA, hashtag self care. So clearly, Kitty is siding with her feathered friend and is picking a Brighton to win. Now, you see, those hashtags are very important because that drives, you know, you have to make sure you're doing the trending, you know, uh-huh. hashtags to make people pay attention to I your I like posts, how you which, just put your wings up like how Kitty does you know, it. Well, and that's what she did. I mean, clearly the SoFi breakup, I mean, everybody's trending on SoFi breakup right now. And to ask Team USA, I mean, of course. I mean, it's, it's I mean, it may or may not be a China app that's in China right now during the games. So it might be doing the whole hashtag ask Team USA. I might have documents about that, but I'm not going to talk about that because that's Saturday. Saturday, I tell you. Well, here's what I do know. Uh, hashtag gamble legally China. and responsibly. Championship corner! I'm falling and I can't get up. Oh, no. I'm going to try to run through this pretty quickly here. But Coventry and Blackpool drew, which has playoff implications. Derby won 3-1 at all, which has relegation implications. Fulham uh, extended their lead at the top, 3-0 over Millwall. Luton beat Barnsley 2-1, another championship issue, uh, uh, playoff issue, rather. Stoke beat Swansea 3-0 in the same sort of situation. Bournemouth 3-1 over Birmingham, getting back to winning ways. Nottingham Forest 2-0 over Blackburn, continuing their good form. Uh, Bristol beat Reading, which is important to Derby, who we've been following. Uh, which is fantastic. Uh, 2-1 in that game. Cardiff over the Posh 4-0. Preston and Huddersfield drew 0-0. QPR and Borough 2-2. Uh, 
And Sheffield United played again, uh, beating West Brom 2-0 uh, in that game. Then we move on to – no, that's it. So we move on to the table. Fulham's on top, still on 61 points. Bournemouth in second on 55 after that. Uh, both of those clubs have two games in hand over Blackburn, uh, who's on 53 and third. QPR's in fourth on 52. Huddersfield in fifth on 49. Forest up to sixth uh, in 46 uh, point. <laughs> Middlesbrough in seventh on 46. Luton Town uh, on eighth in eighth place on 45 points. West Bromwich Albion down to ninth uh, despite their win on 45 points as well. And Sheffield United on 45 points. So those playoff spots are getting very, very, very fucking tight. And with only 216 games left in the championship, <laughs> we're going to have a lot of shit to talk about over the next coming weeks. Um, there's games in hand all over the place. There's people that have played the maximum, like Blackburn, like Huddersfield. Um, some teams have one game in hand. Some games have two. Uh, some teams have two games in hand. So it, it's going to be really fucking interesting what goes on uh, in the next few weeks, and it's going to really shake up the picture, I imagine. Reading um, at the bottom of the table, Reading sits just two places, uh, two points rather, uh, above the relegation zone. Peterborough uh, able to get out with a win in their uh, in their game in hand. Derby County has played a game more than Reading, but they're only four points back now. Very good. Peterborough, the Posh, are in trouble. They are not playing particularly well. So Derby and neither are Reading, to be honest. Darby have every chance to fucking get out of this before March, to be honest. They could. They uh, really they, could. They win two games in a row, uh, the next two games in a row, giving them three on the trot, and they could be well out of the relegation battle there. Uh, it's going to be a fucking joy to watch the bottom of this table and super intriguing. Uh, Darby, what, having a 12-point points deduction uh, and Redding having, a, um, uh, I think, a 14 uh 10, 8, something like that, points deduction, somewhere around there. They also had a points deduction. Uh, so it's it's going to be really fun to watch the bottom of that table. Peterborough hasn't been out of the championship in a, a, a good while that I can remember, to be honest. Um, so it, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be real fun to watch. Oh, um, Peterborough, I finally looked into it because I had mixed up who the posh were and i thought it was uh qpr i came to find out i i did a little research peterborough apparently when they first uh formed as a club their advertisement line is we're looking for posh men to play posh football and hence why they are called the posh is because that was their advertisement back in the day to uh bring to bring posh men to the uh club <laughs> Now, Mr. Graham, I saw you just pour a little more whiskey in there, right? A little more whiskey. How how are we doing on the beers? Uh, I, I hear the whiskey being poured. <sighs> yeah, I'm um, that kind of said it all, didn't now. it? Good. That's what we like to hear. All right. So, boys and girls, if you have never listened to this before, if you're uh, new to the show, obviously, if you uh, listen to the show at the start of the season, you already know about this. This is what we like to call the Samuel Graham drunken transfer recap. And this started all the way back in the very first year. We've been doing the show now for four years. The very first year that we did this show, 
um, we were in studio and uh, Sam had come down with a friend of his, uh, Mr. Bentley, who's also a Arsenal supporter, a good friend, great fucking chef. And um, we're sitting here and Sam, as I go, hey, Sam, just very coyly, it's like, hey, go over the transfers. What happened in the transfers? And what I was expecting him is was to look at it and go over the highlights. Like, oh, this big player went and this big player went and this is what happened. And Sam literally, because he was already rather inebriated, um, because, you know, him and Bentley had had some fun before the show, Sam legitimately just read the list. And we were through three. We, we were through three teams and it had been 15 minutes. And uh, Chef Bentley so famously said, He's still going. He just won't stop. <laughs> and, and now we have begun to uh, embrace this. And now um, we actually keep Mr. Graham at home whenever we do uh, this lovely little bit. And we prime him up properly. So all he has to do is stumble up the stairs to fall asleep or hell he's in the guest room of his house. He could just turn around and fall down on the bed. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the drunken transfer recap by one Mr. Beautifully uh, messy haired Samuel Graham. Give it to a stud. What's going to make this, what's going to make this really enjoyable too is I could not search this list out by club. It's just by league. You can't just go to the English Premier League app and hit transfer 2022 January and do that? No. Doesn't work that way. I'm on Sky Sports, mate, and here I am. I have all of your Premier League transfers. Deli Alley. We all love him. Tottenham to Everton for forty million. Christian Eriksen, unattached. I mean, I just maker. did it on uh, the English Premier League app. I went to transfers, hit January twenty twenty two, and it's all the clubs in alphabetical order. All right, then I'll I'll figure that out for five minutes. Yeah, Phil. Yeah, it's very easy. So so you do this thing. There's this all right, app. So anyway, Christian Eriksen uh, was unattached to everything except his pacemaker. And he went to Brentford on a free transfer. So, no, no, no. Go, go ahead. Uh, go. Right there, you just hit more on the app. And Woot. Woot Verghorst. And I said his first name is Woot because that's how it's spelled. And it's funny. I know it's probably pronounced with a V. Uh, but Woot Verghorst went from Wolfsburg to Burnley for £12 million. Julian Alvarez went from River Plate to Manchester City for £14 million. Sure, he's never going to play. Rodrigo Bentecourt went from Juve to Tottenham for $21.5 million. Well, I actually spent some money. Tottenham, cunt. Uh, Dejan Kulusevsky. Ooh, I got through that pretty well. Uh, Juve to Tottenham on loan. Probably part of the same deal. Matty Target went from uh, Aston Villa to Newcastle on loan. Denis Udav. Undav. Undav. Went from Royal. Hold on. Royal. Union Saint Gilles to Brighton for six million. That's, you should pay me six million for trying to pronounce it. Yeah. Donnie Vanderbeek went from Manchester United to Everton on loan. We all know 
uh, that librarian, Austin Dusty. Oh, that's the cut we signed. Went from the Colorado Rapids to Arsenal for an undisclosed fee, but it doesn't start till July 17th. Brilliant. Uh, Benicio, <laughs> this is brilliant. Benicio Baker Boti. Sounds like the best dessert at your famous Portuguese restaurant. Went from <laughs> Porto to Brighton online. Uh, Jean-Philippe Mateta uh, went from Mines 05. We're familiar with this player. Uh, came into Crystal Palace. Yeah, they gave him a permanent deal. Fee. He was mm-hmm. initially on a um, 18-month loan, and he's only been through about six months of it, and they signed him to a permanent. Well, I want to know. I have a question. Uh-huh. If I can do an undisclosed fee, then how can financial fair play come into effect? I do not know. It is a mystery. It's an enigma, Mr. Graham. Amani Richards and his handbags uh, went from Arsenal to Leicester for an undisclosed fee. Dan Byrne, all six foot seven inch of them, went from Brighton to Newcastle uh, for, uh, as I've heard, his 13 inch dick. Uh, Luke Plonge, uh, well, he's six foot seven, mate. What, what do you think? Uh, Luke Plonge went from Derby to Palace. A one million pound fee, but was loaned immediately back to the club. So we'll join Palace in the summer, as far as I'm aware. Uh, I think that's true. Uh, I saw from his Twitter. Billy Krillin, which sounds like a bad guy in a late 90s film, went from Fleetwood Town to Everton. Congratulations on your recent acquisition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mason Burstow went from Charlton to Chelsea on an undisclosed fee. And I guarantee you I will put my fucking house on it right now that cunt will never feature for Chelsea a day in his life, <laughs> except for the preseason tour. Anyway, that actually ends the EPL transfers. So what I'm going to spring on you, cunts, is the uh, bit more fun EFL transfers. Okay. And we're going to go down that list because it's listing it by league. So Nico Williams went to, to uh, from Liverpool to Fulham. Fine. Uh, Jay Matete. Matt Matt T. Matt T. Uh, went from Fleetwood to Sunderland. Fun. Can't wait for that documentary. Jamie Murphy went from Hibs to Mansfield on loan. Sylvester Jasper. That's not fun. Jamal Blackman. Okay, fine. Rio Griffiths. That's a good name. He went from Leon to Doncaster. What a fucking disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Leon, mate. You're the fucking... French countryside. You got a Doncaster? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> idiot. What is wrong with you? Uh, fucking idiot. You know what that is? Honestly, the only club that ever offered me a contract was Tottenham. Mm-hmm. I'd take it in a heartbeat. Right. But I'd, like, I'd be injured. Ah, oh, man, I can't play. I just collect me check. You're in Lyon. You're fucking Leon, you cunts. You went to Doncaster. What a douche. Uh, Barili Lubala, which sounds like a weird piercing that girls can get. <laughs> uh, he went from Blackpool, Blackpool to Northampton. 
which also sounds like a weird piercing the girls can get. Uh, <laughs> Bombo Diaby, uh, unattached, went to Preston. Guess he was just working at the corner shop and they found him. Congratulations. Uh, Scott Frazier, Ipswich to Charlton, no one cares. Mitch Roberts, Freddie Woodman. Uh, Tino Ejoran, uh, went from Chester, uh went from Chelsea to Huddersfield. Uh, I heard that his time at Chelsea was adjourned. Marcus Brown uh, <laughs> went from Middlesbrough to Oxford. Uh, Bailey Clements, who sounds like a serial killer, went from Ipswich. Well, makes sense. He was at Ipswich. He's in the countryside. Fucking <laughs> serial killing cunt. Steven is on loan. Probably more fertile hunting grounds. Uh, Charlie Good went from Brentford to Sheffield United. Sam Hornby went from uh, Bradford to Colchester. This is so problematic. George Ray went from Exeter to uh, Leighton Orient. Come on, you old. Nat Phillips, uh, big surprise. Uh, Surplus to requirements at Liverpool. uh, Went to Bournemouth on loan. Uh, Dylan Connolly, who sounds like an extra from Boondock Saints, went from Northampton to Dick's Outmore Combi. Uh, Zach Clough went from. <laughs> this is so fucked. Why would you list this on the list? Zach Clough. He went from Carlisle to Unattached. <laughs> I'm he discovering him to unemployed. I'm I'm discovering me now. I needed to leave yeah. Cambridge because I need to find myself. Yeah. Hey, Zach Clough. To unattached. Why would you announce that? Fuck, just let the man go. Just, <laughs> you have to kick him while he's down. <laughs> hey, we unemployed this guy. Uh, Laurent Tolage. I'm in for that. Uh-huh. Brighton to Cambridge. Never seen him play for Brighton. That's fine. It sent him all the way down to League One. Uh, Kane Kessler sounds like a uh, an American late '90s, early 2000s um, uh, radio personality. Yeah, I give you sounds Kane like Kessler. Sounds like he would do like the roses and shit, you know. Kane Kessler. Look he at him knowing what War the Roses is. Give it up to actually. You know what, Mel? Yeah. Give it up to Graham, knowing a little bit of radio history. Um. But Kane Kessler went from Villa Fucks to MK Don on loan. Cameron, and this one's going to be a challenge. G-B-A-D-E-B-O. Cameron Gabadabo. <laughs> Cameron Gabadabo. 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 Not, not enough vowels in there. It just really confuses Gabadabo. Graham. Not a big fan of the vowels. He went from Manchester City to Colchester on a free transfer. Congratulations, mate. You won the fucking lottery. Uh, Nick Hayes went from Hemel Hempstead to Ipswich on a free. What an upgrade that is. <laughs> Hemel Hempstead, you know what it sounds like? What? He worked in a hotel kitchen, and now he plays for Ipswich. <laughs> Uh, Karen Phillips went from Huddersfield to Exeter on loan. Jed Steer uh, steered his way 
from Aston Villa to Luton online. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll take that. Uh, Hayden Colson went from Middlesbrough to relegation threatened Peterborough on loan. Fuck. I also love you don't smell. We hate you you so much. We want you to have a relegation on your CV. You notice he has no awareness of the camera. He's like completely off to the side. Like his face is looking at his. Oh, hey, look at that. He centered himself. Hair is also getting flatter and flatter the longer we've been Uh, recording. Hey, 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 assholes. Assholes. Stop playing with your stop playing with your hair and read the fucking list. Don't pay attention to us. Well, list, list. Stop talking over me. Well, I'm going to talk all I fucking want. You need to fucking... Uh, hey, hey, radio professional. You, radio professional, do better. Houston, we just have to whisper under him. Okay, gotcha. Jordi O.C. Tutu took his ballet from Arsenal to Rotherham. Never heard of the guy. He said Tutu. I have no idea who that is. I'm not wearing Jordy, a tutu tonight. J-O-R-D-I. Oh, yeah. I'm not really in a tutu mood. I don't like this. I feel Anyway, weird. Luke Hendry mm. went from Hartley Pole to I don't like that I can't attached. taste my beer. Why are they doing these people sucks. so dirty? I don't like that you won't let Saying, me bank my Malort shots. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Is he talking to himself or to you? Hold on. Is he talking to himself or to you? Mel, Graham said I need to focus. Yes, Mr. Graham. No, why are they doing these people so dirty? Uh, dirty. Luke Hendry doodly. Doodly. went from Hartley Pool to unattached. Another one unattached. Is, yeah. Why well, are they doing this? Hartley Pool hey, did him wrong. He needs to discover off. himself him again. Be. You don't have to fucking announce it. Just let him go. What, what's, what's his name again? Luke Hendry. Well, maybe Luke Hendry needs to go find his groove again, okay? So settle down and let let, <laughs> let him have well, his own personal Stella. journey, okay? I mean, all these unattached people, Stella. why is he shaming single people? I know. I mean, it's so terrible. I mean, God. Hate, you hate single people, Sam? Is that what it is? All the single people. Yeah, most of them All the single people. Most of them are absolute cunts, to be fair. All right, go ahead. Continue. List. Oisin, this is funny. This Oisin. is like a very Oyster? Norwegian yeah. sounding first name. But a very Northern Irish second name. Okay. Oisin Smith. Okay, well, if it's... S-M-Y-T-H. Well, then if he's, let's say he's Northern Irish, you know, Oisin is going to be like Jason, right? Like, that's how it's going to be pronounced. Because that's, yeah, that's how they fucking roll. It's really or how they Jacob. like to fucking roll. Yeah. Oi, Oisin. Could be Jacob. Oisin. How's that pronounced? John. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jacob. <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Uh, he went from. Uh, Isn't that a case of uh, the doctor mishearing the father? Uh, Frank oh, yeah. Noble. Oi, a son. Uh, went from Colchester Oi, son. to Leighton Orient. Oisin. Come on, you O's. Baltimore? It's always good to give a shout out to well, the O's. Ignore us. Keep Come going. On. Aiden O'Brien uh, went from Sunderland to Portsmouth in the most uninspiring deal of the entire transfer window. Uh, Glenn Rea. Well, I guess he Rea was in Sunderland until he died. Went from Town to Wigan. Ryan Giles, uh, or Giles, could be Giles. I don't know why it would be Giles. Isn't went the guy from, from Wolves Buffy? to Blackburn. Never heard of the guy. Might be Giles. Uh, Matthew Bonswell he's, uh, he's went also from Newcastle to Shrewsbury. Ted Lasso. Never heard of him. Also a massive uh, 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 upgrade in that situation. 
Miles Hippolyte Stock Port County to Scunthorpe. Uh, Is that Scunthorpe. the thing you drink when your electrolytes are low and you're a little hungover? Yeah, a little Hippolyte? No, 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 no. It's what old people drink when they want to go out. Oh, yeah. okay. Hippolyte. It's also, it's also what Makes you want when you... Got you. When you fall on one side of an issue and then, but like not like super extreme, you're like kind of right on the other side. And then you come around right on the other side of the aisle, like just barely on the other way. This you're is a, a DU after instead dark. of a hypocrite. Right. Yeah. Oh, that but, was a long ways for that joke. It was a long ways. I th- still think it's pretty good. <laughs> hey, hey, Sam, Sam, fix your hair. It's a little messed up. I want to run uh, your fingers Louis, through it. Louis uh-huh. Pair, uh, a pair went from Dundee United to Northampton Town. Is he going to shake a baby? To, to find more pairs. <laughs> uh, Matt Smith went from Manchester Thought City. Thought it was an O-pair. Didn't O-pair know you exist. Yeah. But like throwing that one out there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? He might actually be going to Northampton Town to take care of some kids. Oh, heard. Who knows? Okay. All right. For Very the children, he might be Houston. an pair. For the children. For the children. Maybe he's taking care of son's kids. Son do, doesn't have kids. Do I need to include actually. him into the documents? I mean, I clearly. Know. I'm trying to figure out how we can just talk without him hearing us because he hmm. keeps getting distracted. I know. He says, anyway, one of the, the more prize boring you got a list uh, situations, a man named Matt Smith went from Manchester City to MK Dunn. Nope, that doesn't work. I that couldn't just think of a more us. boring transfer hmm. sentence than that. Matt Smith from Manchester City goes to MK Dons. <laughs> Mates, let's have a wink. <laughs> like, who Definitely an American. Cares yeah. about that. Amrit Bansal McNulty. Mm-hmm. The only Indian Scottish uh, mixed person. Well, hence Indian and Scottish. I don't know if that's Okay, but that's fine. He goes from QPR to Crawley Town on loan. Ah, cancel me. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Tom O'Connor uh, goes from Canton to Wrexham. That's Sam. You'll get that. Well, he goes. He goes to uh, uh, be employed Baltimore. by. Well, yeah, but he also goes to be employed by um, um, Rob and um, uh, Deadpool. Mike Rogers. Wrexham is the club that. Rob McElnery and uh-huh. um, no, and no, Ryan Reynolds earned. No. Yeah. Deadpool. Tom O'Connor's is a bar in... I know. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yes. So the actual Tom O'Connor went from Burton to Wrexham. Is it but... Wrexham? Uh, the punchline to a joke? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, uh, Damn near Wrexham. Never mind. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. I'll leave that alone. Sammy Robinson... Uh, who sounds great. like a Motown legend. By the time he's done, the five days from, will have passed. Uh, we'll be gone with a vid. I know. We'll actually we'll, be... We'll, we'll test be positive at the end of out. this. Yeah. Negative, negative. I mean, we're, we'll we're, test negative. We've already, already tested, tested positive in this thing. My God. I'm not hey, getting failing Sam, tests. Sam, talk. Come on. Don't you got a list to read. Come on. No, no. Not at all. Do you. Sammy Robinson, uh, la la la, uh, I mean, I love you, his way down the Manchester City to Port Vale Road, okay? Because he sounds like a fucking. Uh, Isn't Sam Ronson uh, the DJ that used to sleep with Lindsay Lohan? Um, not Sam Ronson, but it's the last name, Mark Ronson. No, it's Sam Robinson, Ronson, it was the girl. Cut. Mark, 
Mark Ronson, and he did all the stuff he with sound, um, he sounds with like Bruno Mars. No, Sam Ronson. Singer. She's a anyway, DJ Reece that used to Brown. get with Lindsay Lohan. Reese Brown. Oh, no, sure. Yeah, my like reference is solid just because you don't get it. Okay, well, I, uh, I heard Ronson, so I was thinking of Mark Ronson, who was well, a probably DJ has to be. that did stuff with Bruno Mars. Amina Bassey. F has the Bronson that does stuff with B-Funk. Exactly. B-Funk ties into what's the Bruno's Mars song, Downtown Funk. Exactly. It's uh, all connected. The they all come together. Uh, which I'd probably rather just stay unemployed, to be honest. <laughs> uh, Mike Fondrup went from unemployed to Oldham. I love also, coming in at the right probably, time, right? You got him, hold him. Then play for Oldham. Uh, Kiefer Moore went from Cardiff to Bournemouth. We're familiar with him from Cardiff's time in, in the Premier League. Uh, traded his time in, in Wales uh, for the South Coast. Uh, he's also going to have a uh, bad time going. there. Luke Bolton. Manchester City to Salford City. Well, he's also heard playing of off a Good completely luck. different list Dan than he normally Kemp does because normally he uh, just goes the off the late Premier League Orient, app. The famous he goes late Orient. all the clubs. Uh, MK this time Duns, he decided to go uh, by player uh, down. Like off of Sky Here Sports. We go. Let's see if my phone turns on for this one. Everybody Not be quiet. I'm not sure if I'm a fan of this one. Everyone be quiet. Are you listening? Hey, hey you. be quiet. Hey, you be fuck quiet. off for a second. <laughs> okay. Everybody be quiet. You be quiet. <laughs> see if Kiri? Holly, you age like a dead man. Hey, security. <laughs> yes, Kiri Dembele went from the posh to Bournemouth. Massive upgrade. Well done. Harry Chapman um, uh, took his glasses and mustache uh, from Blackburn to Burton. Charlie alone. Chaplin, who was trying uh, to go with Sam, that one, it didn't work. Yep, I was, I was trying. <laughs> I, was was doing, um, uh, I was wondering if he was doing Harry in. Chapin. You know, uh, uh, Niall Canavan. Should we just tell him to take his earphones out? Uh, <laughs> I just let him do his thing. Went from Bradford to Borough. Hey, what? Uh, for an undisclosed fee. So actually didn't borrow. Did we him. say surrender when the Germans <laughs> bombed Pearl Harbor? Uh, Joe Just Nuttle, let him go. Nuttle, it's exactly Nuttle, what we're doing right Nuttle. now. Went from Blackburn, uh, Blackpool, sorry, uh, rather. You no, know, we're up in six and a half hours. Nathan Broom. Mm, I know. Went from Good Stoke news, to though. Wimbledon. Injury time and sound checks already been posted. Upgrade. Nice. Joe Good Tomlinson job. Uh, went from the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, to Swindon. Hey, no, he did not go from the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Nice try, killer. Tell us where you came from. Where did he really go to? Peterborough. And he uh, went to Swindon. Joe Tomlinson. He was uh, checking to see if he was paying attention. Uh, Jamie Soul. O-U-L-E. Soul. He's a went soul from West Brom man. to Cheltenham. Good fucking do, 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 do. And... Not Rakeem, but Rakeem Harper went from it's that's when you don't keem right the first time. Uh, Carl, uh, Soul Man, the movie, looking back, that wasn't good when it came out, that was problematic when it came out. That was never not, it's really problematic, and it wasn't even good or clever. Yeah, oh, I was completely uh huh. Insightful. Wouldn't you just love to step in from being unemployed into a championship job? Hell yeah. Well, Carl Eating did that. He went from unattached <laughs> to Huddersfield. Uh, Carl! We have 
Rekill Carl. Uh, went from it's a Walking Dead Stun reference. On loan. Is it? There's some. It's sort a reference of about a reference. Bad thing in there, and I'm not gonna say it. Tyreek Wright went from Villa to Colchester. Never heard of him. Josh Magia, who actually we all are familiar with, uh, from Sunderland till I die. I wait to the chance. Uh huh. Remember him? Also, Fulham, when he was with Fulham, scored uh, two goals against Everton. And that was the only two goals he scored in the Premier League. So, where did he go from into? Uh, he went from Bordeaux again, a fucking massive downgrade. Mm-hmm. Went from Bordeaux, Sam, the famous wine region of France that is bordered by two of the the most coveted spirits in the world mm-hmm. in cognac and armagnac just to bring it back to what we're here for what are we here for one of the most coveted alcohol regions delimited regions in the world went from bordeaux to fucking stoke Oh, a cold, rainy day in Stoke. Oh, that sucks. This is this actually sobered me up. That sentence sobered me. Hey, mate, would you want to sit on the bench for Bordeaux? I'd rather play for Stoke. Look, man. I, hey, is the kit man position open? I'll stay at Bordeaux. I'd rather fold the fucking clothes. <laughs> For the rest of the team. Absolutely annoying. I'm actually disappointed in him. Uche is Pizu. Pizu. Is Pizu? P-E-A-Z-U. Ik Pizu. Ik Pizu went from Middlesbrough to Cardiff. Well done. Oh, lateral. Uh, Aliar. Syed. Aliar Syed Minish. Went from hmm. Fenerbahce to Hull, also a downgrade. Uh, Steven Sessignon went from Fulham to Portsmouth. Well done, Ryan's old brother. Uh, Sam Hughes, Lester to Burton. Don't know who he is. Tom Flanagan, congratulations. You moved from Sunderland to uh, Shrewsbury. So you'll also have another chance to be mediocre. Elliot Anderson, Newcastle to Bristol uh, Rovers. Not City. Bristol Rovers on loan. Um Unassuming as well. Toby Showsilva. Uh, so uh, that name should always be read on a used car website advert on a Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Toby Showsilva is going to play. Uh, he went from Sutton United to Carlisle on an undisclosed fee. Ryan Longman, uh, not sure if they're talking about his cock or not, went from Brighton to Hall. James Ball went from Solihull Moors to Rochdale. That's a big step up, isn't it? Uh, Todd Cantwell, actually, who we talked about a lot this season, went from Norwich to Bournemouth on loan. Uh, is there anything else fun? Because now I'm just reading English names, and it's not great. To Bournemouth on loan. Well, what's fun is my wife playing the. <laughs> I got caught. Back in. I was just checking to make sure this was still going God live damn. after they seven hours. Again. Robert Snodgrass went from West Brom to unemployed, undisclosed fee. Fuck you. <laughs> they wrote undisclosed. Like unemployment paid Robert Snodgrass to retire. 
right. What else you got for us, Killer? Any more? I'm trying to find a like a fun name. We need to make sure next time you're back on the proper list because it's right on the fucking Premier League app where it goes down by team, how you've always read it. You've you've done a wild card move that I'm not a fan of, my good friend. Not a fan of at all. Let's no, see what the so, audience says. Oh, they like I've it. I've done this. I've done this on this website every time we've done it. Yeah, and but you go down have... by teams every time. This is the first time you've never gone down by I teams. Know. And they don't have that this time. Okay. Well, we're going to give you the they Premier League app where it does push. exactly. I'm on the website right now. The they Premier League it. app does that perfectly. But, anyways, that's fine. Mr. Graham. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. We we have been at least an hour and a half, and we need to call this a night because it's 1 o'clock in the fucking morning, and um, the wife and I both have the vid, and we'd like to go to bed. Yeah, we got to get double tested, uh, double check, because we like to be told we have the vid multiple times. So, Mr. Graham, any parting words? Don't kick a cat. Okay, okay, it's my section. No, <laughs> I just thought I'd help you. <laughs> Sorry, producer note: don't kick a cat. Uh, don't kick, hit, punch, throw, maim, or otherwise defile animals. Pretty fucking simple. Uh, just they're defenseless against us. Um, really, the ones that are domesticated. Um, so it, you really shouldn't be doing that. Uh, just don't be a cunt is basically the overriding situation. As the don't be a cunt bear joins us on this live feed. Welcome, D-Back. How you doing? Hey, D-Back, how you doing? Don't be a cunt. Just... Don't be a cunt. It's very simple. Don't be it's a cunt. It's pretty fucking simple. And if you want to lose weight and you want to throw your feet around, do Zumba, not Zuma. <laughs> Who is that handsome man behind the bear? Oh. Forgive me, kids. I couldn't have the uh, headphones on while I had uh, old Mr. D back <gasps> on the head. What? That was you the whole time? It was me the whole time. Oh, my Go gosh. Figure. You crazy kids. So you didn't hear the joke, did you? I heard um, do Zumba, not Zuma. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good. You know what? Or Zima. Zima's fine, too. <laughs> yeah, Zima's okay. Yeah. When they release it, it's good. They were ahead of the seltzer game. <laughs> All right, boys. Terrible game. <laughs> boys and girls, um, not next up because we already recorded it because I wanted to make sure my co-host got right proper drunk would be injury time. In injury time, we uh, preview the weekend's action. We talk about our adopted clubs and the beers that we've been drinking throughout the night. And if one would want to check out injury time, Mr. Graham, how would they go about doing it? They go to a website and they pay some money and they get there. Sounds good. Uh, I was really hoping he would do it. It's really quite simple, as he always does. It's really great. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is pretty easy. I was just trying to make it easier. It's patreon.com backslash D football show. You sign up to one uh, tier of money. Oh, five bucks. It's five bucks. 
You do $5 a month and you get both of our extra shows per week. So that's eight extra shows minimum in August. It's probably 10 uh, uh, shows per week. You get uh, Injury Time, which is our preview show, which you actually saw the live stream for a few minutes ago. Uh, If you're a member of our closed group, Drunk United FC is what it's called. Uh, And then... um, uh, sound check, which is our actual sound check. We just catch up from the weekend, talk shit, and Mel checks our levels, uh, which is fun, uh, kind of controversial from time to time. Went on a bit of a tirade last week. No one's called me out, so I think I'm okay. But that's it. Yeah, it's five bucks. Do it. Do your football show. Or no, patreon.com backslash do your football show. Do that. Excellent, boys and girls. Uh, oh, so- and you can buy some t shirts. We have t shirts. You follow us on social media at DU Football Show, and uh, there's the link in the bio for the T Republic. Is it T Public? T Republic? T Public. Well done, T Public. T Public website that we have, uh, so you can buy the stuff from the DU Drip Shack, and you can just walk around in some really cool fucking swag. Uh, everybody, all that little bit helps. It keeps the uh, ship afloat here, and uh, keeps the lights on, man. Yep. Love what we do, and if you would like to support, we'd love to. Uh, we would we would love you to help us out. So, everybody, Mister Graham, um, it's time for you to go to bed. Yeah, hey, if you if you like all the bells and whistles and shit, sign up to something, pay something, do something. I help was just out. hoping he'd say good night, you know, like goodbye to me or what. Hey, exactly. Uh, this is exactly what I expected it to be. Well done, Mr. Graham. Producer Mel, you're a trooper for hanging out. It is one o'clock in the fucking morning. And it is time to go to bed. Ladies and gentlemen, we will talk to you next week. Until then. Hey, is this a this is live, right? No, no, it hasn't been live the whole time, Graham. Not at all. About to jump on Rocket League if anybody wants to play with me. Okay. Go get him, killer. Have a great night, everybody. Till next week. I got beers to finish. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, yeah, the fucking gooner gram. Smoke of a lord, but straight in shorts. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Get the fucking new